You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile. No longer suffering in silence and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. I am thrilled to share with you about my fifth book, Captivating Confidence. Many of you know uh, that I released this book back in May and had the book celebration back in August. And it is amazing, y'all. Not because I said it, but because of the reviews that are coming in and people posting about it on Amazon and social media. Captivating Confidence, an 11-step guide to develop a healthy relationship with yourself and on your inner greatness is for you. It's for you, uh, those who smile and don't tell their secrets. It's for you if you are seeking to make yourself a priority on your own to-do list. It's for you to help develop a relationship with your inner you, which is a critical success factor for learning to rest and experiencing joy in your life. It is for you if you want to learn how to use the tool of writing and journaling as a way to face unaddressed life issues. Come on, y'all. It is time for us to not only level up in our external achievements, which we do that well as high-achieving, go-getting, visionary women, but to allow our inner greatness to shine so that people, inclusive of ourselves first, can we can own our inner greatness. If you're ready to do that, grab your copy of Captivating Confidence on my website, BehindTheConfidenceSmile.com or on Amazon. And get a copy for a friend too. All right, y'all, now to the show. All right, y'all. You might be tired of hearing me say this, but I love to say it because it's true. You are in for a treat, okay? I have a powerful, dynamic woman with us today. <laughs> and this is her bio, which I thoroughly enjoy. She said, hey, I'm Gabby. I am from the deep mountains of Kentucky. She has been married to the love of her life for 15 years. And they have two amazing children. Some fun facts about her. Her and I agree upon this. Our love for pizza runs deep. I mean, so deep, y'all. <laughs> I go on my own pizza tours, but that's another story. Uh, and her love for coffee and Jesus runs even deeper. Her story is not perfect, but the author of it is. 
is full of failure and successes, fear and faith, resistance and surrender. Can y'all relate already? Divorce and restoration, betrayal and forgiveness, infertility and miracles. It is full of God's grace and glory. It's his story unfolding beautifully in Gabby. Uh, and she asked that you come and drink from it and grow in whatever way you can because we are stronger together. That, that last piece and this time that we are living in has so much more depth and truth to it. We are stronger together, y'all. Mm -hmm. And it's time out for us suffering in silence because we need each other. Yeah. We do. So without further ado, the dynamic <laughs> vibrations, <laughs> Prophet is Gabrielle Hobson is here, y'all. AKA hey, world. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I am super excited to be here. I am so excited just to be on Bianca's platform. It is amazing. I hope that you are going to enjoy this conversation just tonight, just as we discuss and just do life, right? We are just going to do life, kick it, you know, and we just pray that God's blessing just overtake you as you listen to this, right? definitely so this piece about betrayal and forgiveness stood out to me okay say more man the thing about betrayal and forgiveness is I don't think that any of us are exempt right and mm. I think that what we have to do is realize that God is always working and sometimes it's like we can receive the promises of God and get very excited like when God announces what he's going to do in our life but we don't always get excited about the routes right and it makes me think about the story in the Bible when Jesus was turning water into wine right and when Mary comes and she tells the disciples she says hey do whatever he tells you to do so she didn't just make a request but she also left the route up to God and so sometimes it's like we have this thing where we request things from God but we don't want to surrender the route to God and betrayal sometimes is just part of God's route it is just part of his way sometimes it's just a gift right and so when we look at Joseph's story which is a common story of betrayal right I think the blessing of it is is we get to look hindsight in Joseph's story to see that God uses it for his good, right? But Joseph didn't know that, right? He just knew like, hey, y'all are gonna bow to me, but he didn't know like all of that. And then we look at his story and overnight, right? He's one that has a coat of many colors. He has a status, right? And then all of a sudden he's a slave. All of a sudden he's betrayed, right? All of a sudden the prophetic word is at work in his life. And he doesn't really understand that it's at work, but he surrendered to it. So the grace is working. So we don't really find him bucking until years later when time has already passed, um, wanting to get out of the process. But in the journey of it, he surrendered to it. And so I think that we have to realize that God is going to use it, right? And a lot of times it's a gift. 
and we don't always see gift, um, the betrayal as a gift, but sometimes unless that happens, we can't get to the next phase. We can't get to the next journey. And sometimes our own hearts can't be revealed because a lot of times God allows betrayal to happen to reveal us, right? And that's where the forget forgiveness part comes in is that forgiveness is not for people, it's for us. And so God gives us that gift to be able to forgive so that we don't have to stay in internal prisons awaiting for an apology, right? Ooh. Because sometimes we get betrayed and we're waiting for the apology. And so we feel like, man, I can't move forward out of this pain because I'm waiting for an apology. So when betrayal and forgiveness goes together, I think the reality is, is that God says, hey, you got betrayed, but I've also given you the ability not to be sentenced to the pain of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so we get to move forward in betrayal and grow through it and we get to forgive. And I think the thing also about forgiveness is staying connected to the forgiveness we need. And so sometimes it's hard to forgive and betrayal because we forget that we've also betrayed. We've all been there. We betrayed people. We betrayed Jesus. And so we have to come into our humanity to say the same forgiveness that I have received is the same forgiveness I must also give out, right? And so the two go hand in hand together. So I think that that's just the concept of betrayal and forgiveness, that we don't have to stay sentenced to it if you get God's perspective. And when you have God's why, you can move forward. We get stuck when we um, don't have his why, right? But the Holy Spirit says, God says, I'm gonna give you the spirit of God to tell you the things to come, right? So you're not without explanation on how something's going to work for you. The problem is, is that we get betrayed and then we get stuck in the pain instead of just asking God, what are you gonna do with this? Why did you allow this to happen? And so when we get God's why, God's why is just like Motrin to a headache, right? So it's just like, man, like I got a headache, I'm gonna take some Motrin, drink some water, that's the way God's why is. It, it alleviates the pain of it all. That's why Joseph was able to move forward when God said, this was me. And if Joseph had not gotten God's why in that moment, he could have misused his influence. Mm -hmm. So when you don't allow God to explain what he's doing with betrayal, sometimes then you become a bad steward over what God has given you. So then you start misusing your authority and misusing your influence because you've been betrayed without an explanation. Yes. Who we? So backtrack just a couple of steps, right? <laughs> okay. First of all, that was that was good. Really good. Very meaty. How how has that applied in your life? Like when you think about um, you may have betrayed someone or been betrayed. How did you get to that point of like, let me ask God about the why, or did it take you a couple of times? Yeah, it, it's not an instant thing when we're programmed to handle life in the flesh. 
So mm. when we are programmed to retaliate or to rebel, right? And so one of the things that I've always been more prone to do is get the beam out of my own eye. And mm. so no matter what has happened, I don't start with the person. I start with me. And the reason why is when God says, get the beam out of your own eye, it's not saying that the other person was right. He's saying, I'm going to empower you because you only have power over you. So when I get the beam out of my eye, then I can actually feel momentum because I have power over me. I don't have power over the person that inflicted pain. I don't have power over their choices. I only have power over me being able to see it through God's lenses and being able to set healthy boundaries for my own life. And so I first say, okay, God, help me get the beam out of my own eye so that I can see this clearly. Because if you jump in and you try to process it without dealing with you first, then the Bible says you have a beam in your own eye and you can't see clearly. So you're not going to be able to handle it um, in the way that you should if you don't first get the beam out of your own eye. The second thing I'll say is, is be okay with the fact that it hurt. I think mm -hmm. that we sometimes act like we are just superhuman and we don't, we can't legalize our humanity. And so we get permission to be human beings, not human doers, right? And so we are human beings. And so for me, whenever I got betrayed before and when I betrayed people, I'll say first, when I got betrayed, when I got betrayed, the first thing I did was be honest with my circle, but I wasn't trying to bring anybody into it that also had an issue with the individual, right? Mm -hmm. Because then they could not give me sober wisdom because I was not looking for somebody to partner with me in my pain. I was looking for someone to help shift me out of. So if I ask somebody that's struggling with the same thing, then we're going to end up in the ditch together. So I had to ask people that would hold me accountable, bring me into the standards of God, um, allow me to feel safe to vent my heart, but at the same time, then bring me into sobriety, right? And then the third thing that I did was after I did it and I got the beam out of my own eye, then I also established boundaries. And so we have to realize that as we love ourselves, boundaries is not a cuss word. Boundaries are what we set, right? And when you don't put boundaries around somebody that has abused you or is toxic towards you, what you do is you become the enabler. And so instead of the person getting the consequence, which God uses to change their heart, you get the consequence. So whoever's the enabler will reap the consequence versus the person that should reap it in order to change. The other thing I'll say is that when you're able to, then I would go to the person because then the Bible tells you if you have an alt against somebody, go to that person, right? Go and have a conversation. But just because they don't um, see it your way doesn't mean your way is wrong, right? And you can't expect an apology. 
right? All you need to do is say that this hurt me, right? And this, uh, we could have dealt with this better, but being open to also hear that person because realizing where there's a conflict, there's a conflict of needs, not personality. Mm -hmm. So you have to say, what is your need and what was their need? Because conflicts exist by uh, because of unmet needs. And when we deal with the conflicts then, and the needs, then we can be empathetic. And remember, Jesus is moved with compassion. So if you haven't really gotten to compassion yet, you're not really moving out of the heart of Jesus. And then the last thing I would say is pray for the person that betrayed you. And how do you know when you prayed enough? is when you want the goodness of God for the person that betrayed you. If you've not yet gotten to the point that you authentically rejoice seeing them in the goodness of God and you want them to experience the love of God, then you have to keep praying to detox your heart because nobody that stays in the presence of God and comes into the mind of God can hate their enemies, mm -hmm. All right? So those are the strategies I would say in regards of when you have experienced betrayal. Well, you are welcome to a Grow with Gabby session. <laughs> <laughs> you have just received your complimentary session, okay? <laughs> and you may be wondering, what are you talking about? Grow with Gabby session. She's about to tell you, okay? She's a growth mentor. As you can tell, as you can hear, you don't see this, but as you can hear, um, <laughs> I love it. Gabby grows people. She I helps people. them grow. So let's dig into that. You're a growth mentor. And uh, why do you believe God called you to focus on growth and to help others in that way? Yeah, I love it. Um, I am absolutely a growth mentor and behind it all uh, with Grow With Gabby, I create safe places for women to be and become who they need to be in God and build a circle around her life, right? Because isolation kills us. And so God created us to do everything together. And it's funny you said that because my mantra in my group is we are stronger together. And one of the things that I feel like well, one of the reasons I'll say that God has called me to partner with women and get into the valleys with women. I don't necessarily call myself um, to be a mentor to strong women, to successful women. I love being a mentor to women in their valleys. I love the women that feel like they're unseen. I love the women that say, not me, to shift them into why not me. I love the women that have been neglected to bring them into acceptance. Um, I love the Valley women. And so I feel like God has called me to help women because number one, for myself, right? Because as you know, Bianca, whatever you build, build you, right? And I always say a carpenter builds the house, but a house builds a carpenter. And mm -hmm. so whatever God calls you to build, it is to build you. So it is never just to serve people. It is also to serve you, right? It's also a way for me to practice vulnerability, right? So I get to accept the calling. I don't have to do it, but I get to do it. It is my privilege to make disciples of all nations through the valley. 
So that is who I am. I love it. I've seen women grow in my group, grow through my the grace of God on my life, where we have just chosen that we refuse to do life alone. And we refuse to lay in the valley forever. But we also choose to say, I have scars too. So I am raising up women that know their story belongs in the earth and not in the grave. And so it's about trying to shift the prosperity of the grave into the earth. And so we have to get women to stop being ashamed of their stories, right? Because whatever you embrace, you empower and so you have to learn to embrace yourself and not just who you are now, Bianca, but every version of you deserves oh, yes. to be embraced, right? Every version of you plays a part in who you are today. So learning how not to reject any facet of yourself because God uses every single version of you. So I would just say that to women out there, like embrace who God has called you to be and don't reject any part of you because somebody is called to drink from that version. Yeah. Y'all heard that? I hope you taking notes, okay? <laughs> we taking notes so <laughs> how, how was Grow With Gabby born? Yeah, that's a, an exciting story. One of the things, like I just said too, is um, I don't believe in doing anything alone. So Grow With Gabby was definitely not born independent of just me, right? Depending on me. So it was out of a collaboration of women that actually saw me not in seed form, but in potential. And so I always say, you're not a seed, you're a forest. And so I, women saw me as a forest, but I saw myself as a seed. And so I had women come around me and they were like, hey, you know what? You need to get on Periscope. Do you remember Periscope? Yes, I used to tune in all the time. it started, Periscope, right? I was like, are you kidding? I was like, yes. oh my God. I was like, I am not going on Periscope. And then here I am out in my car at lunch, like for <laughs> months doing Periscope. So I'm like, you have got to be kidding, right? And so then life took over. And I was like, man, I ain't got time to do this no more. I was like, I am out of here, right? And, I, and so months went and I had not done any Periscopes. And I was in the grocery store one day and this lady was like, oh my God, it's you. And I'm like, okay, I'm in Wisconsin. Who in the world knows me, right? And I'm like, she was like, you're, you want Periscope. Like, when are you coming back to Periscope? And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know, right? And then later that week, I went to a TED Talk and this lady was in the bathroom and she was like, oh my God, when are you coming to Paris, back to Periscope? And I was like, okay. Then third witness at the same event, this lady, nowhere near the other one, came and said, when are you coming back to Periscope? So at the end of that same event, Taryn, one of my besties, she came to me and she, and I didn't even know her then, Bianca. And she was like, wait a minute, what is going on with your business? Like, send me your stuff because I need to like figure out what's going on. <laughs> and so she, I sent it to her. I was like, I am not going to be fooling with a bunch of stuff now. And so she called me. She was like, okay, enough is enough. 
I want you on Paris. <laughs> I want no. She was like, I want you on Facebook Live for thirty days, and I was yes, like, the girl, thirty day challenge. Bianca. Yeah, that was my birthday month. So I was like, I ain't about to do this for no thirty days. And on my birthday, she was like, No, thirty days. And so <laughs> it was probably about three weeks in. She was like, Okay, I want you to launch Pro with Gabby Bootcamp. I was like, What? What is that? So that's really how it's formed. And so Grow with Gabby Bootcamp has been in effect now for four years. And so, yeah, we still kicking it strong. I have amazing women. We have amazing retreats. And so, yeah, that's really how it all started. It's still growing. The Holy Spirit is still moving. And so that's how it just came from somebody who believed in me. And not just one person. I had friends. I had coaches. I had many people that just believed in what God put in me. Yeah. So let's break this down. You just <laughs> gave a whole business plan here. Yeah, I don't know if y'all heard that, but I heard that for those who are seeking their purpose, like, Lord, what is my purpose? What has God been telling you through the people around you? Yeah. What has he been revealing and uncovering? to you you're like well maybe that ain't that's not it it can't possibly be it that actually may be the thing that get to the next thing to get to the next thing right Absolutely. come on I now come think on you guys, if you say no think of all the people that suffer because yeah. you're saying no right like think of all the if you didn't start this podcast and not allow god to sow the seeds that he sowed no telling how many seeds would have been absent in people's lives, right? Mm. And so it's like, you have to think about like the cost of a no, right? Mm. The cost of people's no's, like you don't know who's out there suffering. And I think that when we look back at, at our own lives, that like, what if the people that impacted us the most didn't take a risk to do it, right? Didn't yeah. take a risk to say something. That's what I always tell people about the prophetic, like, if you got a word, tell somebody because you trying to make sense of it or trying to say, well, you know, I'm not a prophet or, well, I don't know if this is going to make sense to them. It's not up for you to make sense. It's up mm -hmm. for God to make sense for that. But you could be withholding the word that causes the momentum, that causes breakage, that yeah. actually summons the help to people's life because you're withholding the seed because it doesn't make sense to you or you're wrestling through your own insecurities. Yes, or fear. And it's not about you. Yes. Right, yes. it's not about you. I tell people like, Bianca, it's not how you get out of yourself is stop thinking about what I am called to do for God, but ask yourself, what does God want to do through me? Because when you reframe the question, you take it off of you. And when you take it off of you, you take it off of the imperfect to the perfect. Yes. So now you're not wrestling with all these insecurities because there is none in God. Right. So ask yourself, what does God want to do through me? Yeah. So would you consider yourself a visionary woman, like <laughs> a high achieving woman, a go get like, how would you? What would you call yourself? You know, I am more, I am definitely highly productive. I am definitely a go-getter, but I am not a visionary. What I am is a support to a visionary. Mm -hmm. I am a support. 
support leader. I love to build within the context of a person's vision. And so that's just who I am. There's a lot of people like, yeah, you know, I'm a vision. And some women are, some men are. But I think that what we do is we start feeling insecure because we're not embracing the way we're made authentically. And David said, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex how well I know it. The more you get to know yourself, you can staff what you're not. And so for me, I staff myself around visionary people, people that are always like, Gabby, you should write these books. Okay, Gabby, you should do this course, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not me. But the moment that I get the ideal, I can execute because I'm a go-getter. And because now this vision has been formulated, I know how to become a support system in it. I know how to partner with the vision. So if you're not visionary, partner with visionary. But if you're visionary, you need to partner with support people. Mm, so yeah. good, so true. So That's good, cool. so true. So in all of the hats you wear in life, wife, mom, business <laughs> owner, and all the other things that you got going on, right? How do you manage all of the hats that you wear, the roles that you walk in, the people that you support? Yeah. You know, to be honest, uh, I have to learn. I'm still learning. I am better than what I used to be. But as we all know, we have to learn how to take care of the woman behind it all. Mm -hmm. And so, because if not, we can lose ourselves and start feeling um, guilty when we say no, or we can start feeling um, our value intertwined in what we do. And so we have to be able to transition in all of those roles without our value being connected in it. And so what I've had to learn to do is absolutely make God the center of my life. I've had to learn how to make him first. I've had to learn how to be still. I've had to learn um, like I said before, how to allow his why to drive me and his timing. Because we can try to put our hands on a lot of things, but it's not always the timing of God. And so I consult God before I do specific things. And I've learned to surrender to things that don't make sense to me. Because one thing about us too is we crowd our life, but we don't leave white space for the new opportunities. And so you have to know that these are the things that you might be intentional to put your hands to, but also leaving space to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so for me, that's learning to start my day with God. That's learning to not just start it, but um, include him throughout my entire day and through all of my decisions, because I am actually learning to depend on his grace. And so when I lean on grace and not my own strength, it's easier, but also setting boundaries for my own health. Mm -hmm. So making sure as a woman, I'm eating right, I'm working out, I have relationships, I have counselors, you know, making sure that I'm not neglecting my own mental health for the sake of serving, right? And so just think- You can say that twice. But right. people in the back. <laughs> right. You have to always be able to say, what is it that I need? 
-hmm. What do I need, right? And give yourself permission to go with that. How am I feeling today? Check in with yourself because you check yes. in with everybody else. everybody else. And you're always like, maybe like, well, nobody's checking on me, but guess what? You can check on you. Mm-hmm. And so you're never without somebody checking on you. You check on you. And you say, what is it that I need? And don't feel guilty for setting boundaries, for saying, no, I'm not going to come to this event or no, I'm going to take off today. And you don't have to defend your nose. No is a boundary, right? And it's to preserve and protect you so you can show up. Remember, Jesus did not tell Peter. He told Peter to go out to the deep and cast his net down. But Peter didn't call people into the net until it was overflowing. So a lot of times we call people into us, but we're empty. And so you don't want to call people into you serving from an empty place. So it's really learning how to make yourself a priority and not feel guilty because we pervert love and we feel like love is neglect, but love is not neglect. And so to take care of you is to love people yes. because when you take care of you, it's like, hey, and sometimes I'll say this because, you know, we can get stirred, but like <laughs> the thing is, is that sometimes when you don't take care of yourself you disqualify yourself for doors because if we think about Daniel right and we think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego we think about when they were summoned the king said bring me three healthy men Mm -hmm. right and so sometimes when we have neglected ourselves then we're not even healthy enough for the doors that we're asking for and Mm -hmm. so we have to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves and taking care of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You could say that two, three, four, five times. <laughs> right. Because it is so, it's so crucial, um, especially in this era of self-care. And it for me, it goes deeper than the material ways of self-care. It's like, how am I really caring? Yeah for myself am I drinking my water am I sleeping am I resting am I giving myself brain breaks am I staring at a screen all day am I ass crossing like how am I taking care of myself throughout the day not just in one section of a week but throughout the day um, and so that helps me to better show up as a wife and better show yeah. up as a mother and better show up as an employee and better show up as w- fill in the blank, right? Um, and sometimes we have that backwards. Yeah. And that's when burnout comes into play. It's like, I have myself on the bottom of my to-do list or not on the list at all. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. We all fall guilty <laughs> into that. Like, yeah. Right. And I take the cape off yes. daily. Like, nope, taking that off. That's absolutely. not my portion. Not uh, your portion. <laughs> 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 it is not. So... What's behind your smile? <laughs> you know, I am just down home authentic. I have learned that 
behind my smile really is a woman who is really just authentic and learning to embrace who God is creating her to be and become, right? And so there is just, I am authentically broken. I'm authentically just aware that my story is his story. And so behind the smile is just a woman that is just so full of the joy of God and really is accepting to the invitation and the challenge to pursue him with all that I have and to go after it, um, encourage, right? Mm. And to allow whoever he summons into my story in my life to drink deep from him. And so just behind the smile is a woman that is real and is learning to become. That's it. How do you like to become like, get some tips, some strategies for anyone like, man, like she seemed like she, she know herself, but that may not have always been the case, you know, because there's so many versions of ourselves. So how does one learn how to become and accept that process? Yeah, I think that one of the things um, we have to start investigating and, and researching and just embracing is the fact that Jesus said, greater works you'll do, right? But in order to do those greater works, we have to have the same disciplines as, as Jesus, right? Now, one of the key things that I feel like to get to know God yourself is the discipline of solitude and silence. Mm. And I think that even in the church, um, we don't really hear a lot of times like, less, we're having a gathering to be silent. But when you look at Jesus's yeah. life, even that word, when Jesus was sent into the wilderness, that word for wilderness was silence and solitude. So people usually think that Jesus was at his weakest point when he was tempted, but he was actually at his strongest. Because in silence and solitude, you stay connected to your why and you don't abandon the core of who you are for the crowd. And so when you are trying to discover who you are, you have to spend time with God because he is the creator. Like my husband always gets frustrated because I will only take my car to the manufacturer. I will no. only take it to the dealer. Like I do not go to side shops. I don't care like what, you, what you're doing. It, you are going straight to the manufacturer, right? And it's the same thing with us. We have to go straight to God because if not, we're going to allow something that is false to define us. And so then what happens is you spend a life trying to pursue the non-authentic version of you. And so the only way that you learn really who you are and get stripped out of those curses of people that have told you you couldn't do it, even if you told yourself you couldn't do it, then you have to spend time with the one that created you because he has to put his mind and his thoughts in you. And so you have, Bianca, have you ever been around somebody and they started speaking a certain way and then you started saying the same thing? Mm -hmm. like, right? Like we just pick up the language, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with God, right? The more you hang with God, the more you talk like him, the more you see like him, the more you think like him. So practical ways 
is that we cannot afford to abandon our time with God. Now, I'll give you an example, Bianca. My pastor said the other week, he said, hey, a lot of people think in the game of chess that it's the person with the most pieces that win the game. He said, but it's not the person with the most pieces that win the game. It's the person that holds on to the king. Mm-hmm. And so the person in life, when you hold on to the king, you win. And so you have to ask yourself, what is distracting me from my relationship with God? You have to identify where are your idols and you identify those because we all have golden calves and you identify those by even looking at where do you turn in times of stress? Where do you turn in times of anger? Do you turn to food? Do you turn to money? Like, where do you turn? Because God always comes for the golden calf. That's replacing him. And so ways that you actually come to know yourself is to come to know God. Because you see yourself in him. So evaluate and make a decision this year that nothing is going to destroy my relationship with God. Not social media, not people's perspectives, not false cultures, not my job. Nothing is going to stop my relationship with the Lord. So evaluate your day. Like, where do you spend the most time? Because you can see what's being a thief of your time. And that is really the key place to start is with God. You have to go back to the one that created you. And he starts revealing things about you. Fears come to surface, right? Courage comes up. God starts speaking like he did with Adam when he says, I want you to name the animals. Well, guess what? Adam had never named animals before, but God called his potential out in prayer and in conversation with him. And so when you are feeling like, man, how am I going to ever know what I'm called to do? Or how am I going to know my potential? Well, guess what? It all starts with a conversation with God. Session number two, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Grow again. <laughs> God is in here. I mean... <laughs> Again, you help people to grow in life. I feel like I've grown an inch taller. Um, And wealth and purpose in God. Is there anything else you um, would want to admonish listeners and challenge um, them in those three areas to grow, to focus on in the next 30 days of their life? I would love it. I would love it. So let me give you five strategies. Number one, whenever you're struggling with fear, okay? When you're when struggling with fear or struggling to move forward in God or forward in life and the things that God has called you to do, this would be my strategy to you. Truth and lies have no power over you until you believe it. It's just like Motrin. When you take Motrin, it gets in and then it has an effect, right? But it doesn't work as long as it's just in your hand. There's no threat to it. There's no problem with it. So when you are struggling with moving forward in fear, remember perfect love casts out fear. This is why the Bible says 
let love be your highest goal, right? So when we are pursuing love, in the pursuit of love, fear gets destroyed, right? And so you have to now write down what are your beliefs connected to this lie? Because you believe something to get to fear. Just like faith has a value system, fear does too. So to come out of fear, then write down what lies have you believed and overturn that with truth. Number two, I would say find, um, when you find truth to overturn it, right? Then the next thing is, is to start rehearsing that, right? Start rehearsing it, start confessing it to your safe places and get accountability. Get accountability in any area you have fear in because accountability accelerates your life by 95%, right? The second thing I would say is learn how to make yourself a priority, right? Learn how to make yourself a priority and learn how to make yourself a priority is scheduling you, right? Scheduling you, putting you on your planner. Nothing else goes on your agenda until you go on your agenda, right? Nothing else. The third thing I would say is whatever area that you're struggling in, think about what you would say to a person if you would give them advice in that area. And whatever advice you would give them, I want you to now take it for yourself. Because typically, we are more affirming and more kind towards other people than we are to ourselves. That same kindness that you give to other people, you deserve. That same love and compassion that you would give to other people that the same struggles you do, you deserve that too, right? Be determined to fight for your relationship with God. Look at your life half full, not half empty. Embrace every version of you. And lastly, when you say, what is my purpose? Well, I want you to be intentional about before you're trying to figure out your calling, ultimate calling, I would say, first of all, live on purpose to forgive mm -hmm. and live on purpose to love. Because a lot of times we are trying to execute our identity. We are trying to execute the works of God. But remember the story when they came and they said, Jesus, we prophesied in your name. We cast out devils in your name. We did all these things in your name. And they scored themselves probably as a 10 in regards to their gifts. But Jesus scored them as a zero in the area of worship. Jesus said, depart from me, you never knew me. So my admonishment to you this year is to align your priorities with the priorities of God. And God said to let love be your highest goal. So don't have any other goal except to pursue love. Make God your pursuit. Destroy every distraction that comes against your relationship with him. Forgive and love hard to keep your heart open to God and what he wants to do through you. 
and see yourself the way that he sees you because he's not looking at you, he sees you. When somebody looks at you, they judge you. But God's not looking at you. Remember the last story that I'll say is that the woman who came and she was like a prostitute and she came into the house and she kneeled down at Jesus's feet and she wept. And the prophet said, oh, if he knew who she was, then why would it be this way? And he looked at the prophet and he said, but do you see her? You see, she had the courage to come into a room that people judged her, people labeled her, but she was after the one who saw her. Jesus saw her. And so I want you to know, have courage to live beyond the label. Have courage to live beyond the criticism and press into the one that's not looking at you. He sees you. The end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! Y'all, I told y'all at the beginning, didn't I? Didn't I? This episode held no punches, okay? No, no and punches. no and no hug. I mean, all love wrapped up in something that is too heavy to hold, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Three sessions of Grow with Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all check her out. Like tell people how to find you. (laughs) Yes, you can totally find me on Facebook at Grow with Gabby. You can totally find me on Instagram with Grow with Gabby. Friend me. Let's do life. Join my free Grow with Gabby group. I post in there, do videos. We'll kick it and do life together. I am so excited to be here. I am such an honor to be on Bianca's amazing platform. I just honor you for what you are doing and pioneering just what is behind the smile and breaking over an authentic conversation. May God's blessings overtake you as you break forth. Thank you. And well, on that note, y'all, it's, I mean, it's nothing else to say, okay? Nothing else to say. It's, it's it is nothing else to say. I hope you were blessed so, today. Yes, share, leave a review, share again, because people need a word of encouragement in this hour. So once you listen, listen again, and just send it to a friend or a family member all right y'all until next time uh peace love blessings be upon you make sure you do your homework you got your marching orders and let me know how this is going (laughs) all right take care bye guys thanks for tuning in to behind the confidence mountain podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast. Remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind